0: Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. Greetings. My name is Marty Long. My goal is to encourage you to awaken Your curiosity. Curiosity is what keeps us seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. Perspective. I have found perspective to be a key component of being able to keep moving, going forward, and not being overwhelmed. Some years ago, I became addicted to jigsaw puzzles. No idea why and Strange as it may seem, especially to me, I find it relaxing. I started out with thousand-piece puzzles. So, picture this. You open the box and dump all the pieces out on the table. Where do you start? And how do my discoveries regarding puzzles relate to life? Well, see if you can make some connections as I go over my puzzle perspective. Number one, it helps to have the right tools. Over time, I have discovered sorting trays. So you can separate each of the colors in the puzzle on a different tray. I also now have a large pad that I can do the puzzle on. And when I need a break, I fold in the sides, secure it closed with Velcro strips, and put it in my office until I'm ready to tackle it again. Number two, where to start? Prioritize. Sometimes I start on the edges. Sometimes as I look at my trays, a color jumps out at me and I decide to start on that part of the puzzle. No one right way. Number three, details. Don't get into the weeds. If you're stuck, go to another part of the puzzle. Or take a break. Number four, follow the guide. Big picture, there's a picture on the cover of the box of the puzzle. Now, if you've done puzzles like I have, you will find there are times when the picture on the box doesn't go all the way to the edge. So you get to the bottom of where the box shows you and then you're pretty much on your own. Sometimes a separate picture is provided, usually on a piece of paper folded in half, and you can open it up like, you know, a little poster. And that can help you. Usually, usually that has pretty much all of the pieces showing you in the picture where they would go. Number five, power down. Take a time out. Go to that secret place or secret space. And by the way, I now do 500-piece puzzles. So much less pressure. Number six, do-overs. Sometimes you just have to cash it in. Throw the whole thing out and let it go and move on. I can remember one puzzle in particular. I really wanted to do it. It was a picture of the big cathedral in New York City. It was done in a snowstorm mode. The colors were white and very light blues, and every piece had a snowflake on it. I literally tried three times to start that puzzle, and finally, you know, I just dumped the whole thing out. Number seven, let others help you. The DYI in all of us can be a good thing, or not so much of a good thing. I find it relaxing to let others help me with my puzzles. We chat, maybe drink coffee. We learn from each other. It's never a sign of weakness to let someone help you. But none of it is easy, especially when you are in the heat of battle, overwhelmed with anger, grief, confusion. And that is when I go to my go-to book, You Know, 100 Ways to Keep Your Soul Alive, by Frederick and Marianne Broussat. I'm going to share seven quotes that have helped me put things in perspective. Take my ideas and make it your own. Find your own go-to book that resonates with you. Or start with mine and find the quotes that speak to you. Quote 1, number 46, Let Your Tears Flow by Valentine Tombrick in Covenant of the Heart that tears have a purifying, rejuvenating, and light-bearing power and capacity. This was known by the masters of spiritual life, the hermits, monks, members of spiritual orders in the past. The gift of tears was highly esteemed by them. And just as the moving waters precede the appearance of the rainbow in the primal light, so does weeping precede the rainbow of illuminating light in the soul. I can think of a few times when I cried my heart out. There's something about that type of crying that is healing. I don't know why. I once heard grief described this way. It is love that has no place to go. Perhaps a marriage where your partner is incapable of receiving your love. Or the loss of a loved one, you still have so much love in your heart for them, but they're no longer there to receive that love. This is what I think Leonard Cohen would call a cold, very lonely, very broken hallelujah. Second quote, number 66, Learn From Your Body by Kate Duff in The Alchemy of Illness. My body has taught me many things, all of them filled with soul. How to dance and make love, mourn and make music. Now it is teaching me how to heal. I am learning to heed the shifting currents of my body, the subtle changes in temperature, muscle tension, thought and mood the way a sailor rides the wind by reading the ripples on the water. Listen to your body. Don't overthink these moments. Just embrace them and live live through them. Third quote, 84, reframe. Or, I like to say, don't beat your head against a brick wall. This is by Robert H. and Jeanette L. Lauer in Watersheds. I'm going to ad-lib a bit on this one. There's a story about a man who wrote to the Department of Agriculture because he was frustrated and wanted to find a way to cope with the crabgrass that was always spoiling his otherwise beautiful lawn. The department patiently responded in a number of suggestions, but the man tried them all and he still couldn't eliminate the crabgrass. Finally, one exasperated responder said, We suggest you learn to love it. This is the art of reframing, redefining something so that it's no longer problematic. It isn't the situation that's changed, of course. But it is your perception of the situation. Now, I want to make a distinction. As I was reading this, I felt I needed to make this distinction between defeat and reframing. It seems to me that defeat is when you actually could do something about a problem, an issue, but it's just too hard and you give up reframing is when you know when you recognize when you accept that you can't do anything about this and you let it go don't let it distract you from doing the things you can do don't let it freeze you from moving forward in life quote number 4 moments of happiness by may certain in endgame and yes I've used this quote before and I'll probably use it again. I've been thinking about happiness. How wrong it is ever to expect it to last or there to be a time of happiness. It's not that. It's a moment of happiness. Almost every day containing at least one moment of happiness. So treasure every moment of happiness that you have. Don't dismiss even what seem to be the insignificant ones. Look for them. You'll find them. Next quote, number 67, emptiness. Matthew Fox in Creation Spirituality. Healthy mysticism praises acts of letting go, of being emptied, of getting in touch with the space inside, and expanding it until it merges with the space outside. Space meeting space, empty pouring into empty. Births happen from that encounter with emptiness, nothingness. Let us not fight emptiness and nothingness, but allow it to penetrate us as we penetrate it. Next quote, number 17, be open to epiphanies. An epiphany is a sudden realization of a significant truth, usually arising out of a commonplace event. At that special moment a life meaning becomes clear to you, an insight into your personality, a discover of something you value or believe in, an acute sense of where you are in life. Such moments can determine the course of your life, as much as your response to a crisis. This is the opposite of emptiness. If you give them a chance, epiphanies can create new pathways. Which leads me to my last quote from my book today. Number 87, Live with Obstacles by Alfred D'Souza, quoted in Seven Choices. For a long time, it had seemed to me that life was about to begin, my real life. But there was always some obstacle in the way, something I had to go through first, some unfinished business, time still to be served, a debt to be paid. Then I knew my life would begin. Until at last it dawned on me that these obstacles were my life. Often what seems to be an obstacle turns out to be a new direction. And if you follow that new direction, it turns out to be the most wonderful thing. Don't dismiss obstacles out of hand. We really don't have control over them many times. But don't let them freeze you in a way that keeps you from moving forward in life or don't beat your head against a brick wall. And yes, pray about it. Go to the eternal. He will show you how. Here's Webster on preceptive. The interrelationship in which a subject or its parts are mentally viewed. The capacity to view things in their true relationship are relative importance. The source words, interpretation, sentiment, perceptions. Just remember it's always time to cry if you need to. Now is always the time to reframe and enjoy a moment of happiness. It is always now.